0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaveh Kavusi, and I'll be discussing a diverse array of subjects that span from my experiences in the emergency room to the furthest reaches of the universe. I'll be hosting guests, inviting illuminating conversations that at times may challenge ways of thinking or being, while also nurturing curiosity, meaning, and awe into life. Please consider subscribing, liking, saving, or sharing this podcast with any of your friends or family if it feels right for you. Thank you for taking the time. Let's dive into the podcast. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of our opportunities that we have to be connecting across the pond where I met you initially on the desert in one of the driest places on earth where we feel the essence of our life reawakened in many ways, right? Um want to welcome and thank Fernando for joining me on this podcast. How are you, my friend? Uh,
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You, you are so easy, man. That is uh, difficult not to feel wonderful here.
0: (laughs) Um, for those who don't know Fernando, I don't think there's many people on earth who don't know this man in some way (laughs) 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 because. He, he, he has a presence that is incredibly unique, that has spent, has, has su- had such an impact that even four years after, there's particular feelings that I'm reminded of as qualities that I seek to embody and strive to embody as a man, that, that one of the points of reference I have in my mind is Fernando. And wow. it was an honor to have the opportunity to speak with him, to dance with him, to connect with him. And I thought the way that he invites and he embodies so many aspects of who he's stepped into throughout his life, I had very little idea of how it came to be, but I thought that it can be such a beautiful invitation for men, women, uh, human beings, anyone that is in the dance of life, because him and his partner uh, have this very unique expression of that dynamic relationship that they have with one another and a testament to the trust that they have in themselves as individuals that they invite forward, curiously, playfully, uh, with the intimacy of life. And I'll keep it at that. And I'm sure we'll divulge over time.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, you said a lot, uh, so we can finish the, the, the podcast here. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. It's impressive, you know, when when I just live my life as I feel and someone comes to you and tells you, you know that you have this, uh, that is deeply touching because uh, uh, it's difficult to take it in and say, okay, they're right. I I try to live like this. I try to share what, how I live and I hope helps everyone or any other or whatever want to take it, feel better.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you, have you ever found that you have trouble receiving compliments?
1: Yeah, it's not exactly having a trouble. Is that, um, when you get a compliment, you focus on you on me when i receive a compliment it's about me uh and i prefer to focus on the other persons and see the beauties in the other persons and see the smile and how a bit mouth or how make a half a smile or it's nervous to you see the hands and, and and how i feel about this not only i, I see like Like in the wine, you see the label, I see the label and I drink the wine. Uh, And that's what I like when I look at someone and I listen to someone. It's how, how, how I feel about it too. Uh, this is what I truly like.
0: To give everyone an idea. If there's a moment that you're ever in the presence of Fernando, his eyes are very penetrant you feel a presence where he's not scattered and looking away very often we're in conversation one of the most vulnerable things a human being can do is be visually in connection with the eyes of the other and when we meet the size the eyes of the other very often we're sizing each other up and if there has been this reluctance to meet other people's eyes in the past there may be a competitive edge that we perceive of the other that has us look away or look to the side but there's this gift inherent in eye contact that when there's someone who's not just looking at you, but seeing you, Fernando's one of those men that does that. And I saw that, uh, not acted out, but in what he embodied in 2018 when we met at Burning Man. And I, when I met him initially, when you meet someone who's got this purity of presence, especially a man, which for me was, very difficult to have points of reference to recognize that in the 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 places that i would go people that were well intended that i had met did not touch what he did and i don't know if it's the culture in spain or if it's the man just purely that he is and i'd look i'd love to know how that came to be but the depth of presence when you were being seen by him when you're in the presence of him is something very unique and spectacular and when i went back to burning man this past uh august spontaneously last minute was able to make make it i had a a night where it was very very dusty that i went to the camp that he was at that i used to be with uh, benevolent elephants (laughs) and uh, he came around and he continued to embody what it was in 2018 and he had this playfulness and this animal presence that uh, <laughs> that besieges <laughs> him and and um what, what what do you think if i could ask fernando what do you think invites such depth of presence into your life that you invite others into
1: uh, well I-, I will start from a disclaimer I'm full of shit, as yes, you, as, as as everyone. It's not that I'm presence of the time that I am connecting all the time. Uh, there is a book from Angie Ariston, who you know probably is a Canadian medium. She was in our camp. Well, she was she was a blonde woman with with uh, with a man. Who is small like me, and she's medium, and um, she's from Canada, by the way. Uh, I, I know Angie. English I didn't with, know
0: she wrote a book. Yeah,
1: she wrote okay. a book. Where they talk uh, about delta waves? Uh, no, it talk about consciousness. Maybe you is. Um, I, I will. I, I will send it to you, or I will send it to you. In this book, what you can agree or not, there is something very interesting. And this is a theory that I share. She said that we have like two brains or so two modes. One is the survival mode and the other is the connected mode or connecting mode. That means that there is moments that you can allow yourself to connect because you have the space, you have the time, you have the purpose and you have the person. But there is other moments that you cannot do this because the conditions are not met. For example, you are in the in the, in the intensive care room in the temple and suddenly someone arrives and you have no time to connect. You, you have to deliver. You have to be precise, automatic, methodological, as quick as you can. And there is no space for human connection there. There are, of course there are. But what I mean to say is that you have to be in automatic mode as quick as you can, as perfect as you can. And mean, in not taking that to that extreme, sometimes it's just simply, you go to the grocery shop, you're gonna buy Le and you are not connecting. Oh, fuck it, I'm just buying Le So sometimes, uh, uh, I also go in autopilot and it's okay. It's not. It's not. It's it's just okay. Sometimes, if I see the opportunity to connect with the other person, like looking at the other person, like taking this second to see in just in second how he dress, how he smile, how 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 he combs the hair. Uh, 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 what he does with with the eyes, or just just seconds, but I see, and you could you could see what is behind the skin. That's is what you what you say. How I feel about that. That's that's what I do. That is what I allow myself to connect. But it does not happen all the time. To be to be honest, because. I think to be in the connected mind all the time is too much. It's not practical for the daily living because we live in a society that needs sometimes you to be analytical or to be executive or to deliver. You say life. You, cave save life when you are in automatic mode. And sometimes, yeah. And sometimes it's time to say, okay, uh, I know be a human, but I save this human. I, I'm sorry that I used you as an example because you, I, I see you and, and, and you inspire me. Uh, I, as do you, as do you. And you inspire
0: me on the human qualities in particular because the invitation that I feel as what you embody, if you had no more words and you just had the embodiment of Fernando, what am I working with thematically, symbolically in my mind? what what is he inviting me into presence what is he inviting me into connection not just to the person but to the moment and to the immersion here and if if we have maybe maybe it's the case that many men and many points of reference in society don't invite those and so more human beings are reluctant to consider connection and to consider presence because if you spend no time in presence. I know the word is thrown around and it gets really ugly, but a human being that's on the other side of their stories, on the other side of the automatic and really here, if they spend no time with it, they're reluctant to because there's some fear, there's some discomfort. They don't know who they are when they're in that moment. And maybe they never had permission to be connected because of some life experience that they had. And so they remained in spaces that seek refuge from those places of opportunity for presence or connection. But I don't feel that to be the case for you. And I feel that you're, to the contrary, I don't know, what what invited or what brought the value of connection forth for you?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Was there a moment... Was there any
0: moment that you felt that you were automatic and disconnected and, you know, there was a moment you look around and you're like, there's the opportunity for connection that there is available. And I see that in the eyes of other men, maybe, or the people that I'm with, they're living a life that has them almost just closed eyes, asleep, getting to the finish line, not really there. Because I feel that you would be the one that would be slapping people because you have slapped me. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) And you slap people into remembering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I feel so waste, a human waste. When you see someone and you see him or see her, and you see there is something there that is not showing it or is not feeling it or is not sharing it because of prejudice or because is uh, having in mind blah, 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 whatever is having in mind and then you think wow that's a pity stop shitting just oh, stop talking say I don't know let, let me know how many people have you interviewed there is a moment that they say I just don't know Or say, you said it great, I have nothing to add.
0: Well, I don't know is the hardest thing for people in my field to say to their patients when they ask them questions, which is a very intriguing thing because it's so confronting to their identity. The identity needs to know this medical question and then you don't have that to offer. But uh, but I'm not saying in the medical field. That's one example of many.
1: Yeah, in the medical field, I understand we look for questions because is uh, we, we are confronting death, or and, we are. And your partner is a nurse, yes. Yeah, I, I, you are confronted sickness, and you want to know. You want to know. Uh, it's very difficult to to say in front of the death or in front of the sickness. If I don't know, I don't know. That's, you have to be made of all the material to, to, to to behave like this. I, I, I don't know if I behave, will behave like this in that situation. But in another situation that is not that black and white, in the emergency room for you, you meet someone, you listen, you pay attention, uh, you feel that you're discovering things about that person that are super interesting. And if if you're really are interested, and the other person starts to fa- fucking away, faking away, talking away, blah, 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 blah. You call him the attention kindly or not so kind. If you're a friend, no? you say, ah, you're full of shit. Just go to me there. You talk from your heart. But There is something beautiful when you see the people talking from the heart. I don't mean romantically too. I just mean, when you feel that someone express how they feel about something with clarity. Without even using poetry, for example, your solo podcast was beautiful. Was fucking beautiful. Because you expressed what you felt from your heart with beautiful words in verse. But it was felt uh, and was so fucking well directed. Thus. And you feel there that it's the heart they are talking. You you feel is the heart. And in other moments you feel this the mind which is talking. I don't know.
0: That's most familiar for me, the speaking <laughs> from the mind. And if you were paying attention thank you for those beautiful words. Um there's Multiple times that Fernando, over the few years of knowing him, will do this thing with his hands where he's just, no, 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 no. This is from the mind, come back from the heart. And there's a friend of mine named Jordan Ram who did the same thing too. I was in the middle of asking him a particular question and he said, That's a mind question. Pause. I want to hear the question from the heart now. And he paused me and I felt confronted. I felt slapped across the face, but also welcomed into another possibility and it 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 brought this but it was an invitation back to feeling again if you don't have points of reference that invite you back into feeling the easiest place to be is a disconnected life that it starts from and originates and continues from up here but most men I do feel live up here and so you are one of those pillars that invites back to the heart and you can hear that right now where you're literally keeping a human being accountable knowing that they can I, I, it's beautiful that you're in your mind right now, but it's okay to come out. Hibernation is over. Your heart is able to be uh, inhabited once again. That's a lot of steps to get through to that. Are there any layers? Did you find yourself, for example, at any moment in your life where you were really speaking from the mind and you found yourself finally coming back to the heart? Because I understand we all fluctuate through this throughout the day. But there's to a greater degree from zero percent maybe to 25 or 30 percent maybe even 50 70 for some people but for yourself was there a moment where you went from a relative existent in the mind to an invitation back into the heart and sometimes i'm curious is it through not i'm curious i have a strong belief that women are one of the great invitations for men back into their presence was there a story that you have or a, an experience or moment that you had where you, you you gave in your two weeks notice for your mind and you came back into the heart yeah
1: There are, there are three moments indeed that I can ident- identify as relevant for this specific process, process. the first one is my divorce when I divorced, I, I didn't have a a hard divorce. It, it, it was not a hard divorce. The relationship with my ex-wife is cordial. I wouldn't say we are friends, but, but but it's friendly. So it's not like this is hard. No, it was not a hard divorce at all. But I discovered that my mind, my heart were not in line we're not I, I was lying to myself for many many things that uh, that does not come to a point but the experience of having someone then suddenly does not love you even hates you makes you think what is wrong about me and I discovered there that my mind and my and my heart were not in line then uh, I have the opportunity to experience by art a way of of practice. My heart talking. You do it with your journal. People does with meditation. Others go to ayahuasca. Others take guitar. Others practice surf. I, I I don't know. Everyone has their own mean to connect with the heart. Everyone is every mean is good if it's working. For my my one it work. And then the third point, I just said the second, the third point was to find my current wife. I put in practice with her what I learned, the mistake I learned from the previous one, the way I learned by the practice with an art to connect my heart with my mind. And knowing when my mind is talking and knowing when my heart is talking. And uh, my current wife teach me what love is about. The way you connect with a person in total transparency and confidence. The way you are able to see your partner as your half soul. Without the need to hide anything. You can't talk about everything. If you are ready you're ready to receive <laughs> a slap in the face, of course. Well, we just were discussing five minutes ago for where the drawings when I left my socks in the drawings. <laughs> ah. This three challenge my life in the sense how I how I'm able to cope with mind love connection. And there is something also in general, having kids puts you in another dimension with love because you feel responsibility, you feel fear, you feel sometimes um, shame to be yourself because you don't want maybe your kids to know exactly how you are for the difference of generations. Uh, you want to give an example that maybe the example is be yourself, not give the examples, but just be the example. Uh, and, and you love them unexplainably. So all these shapes your connection, mind, my heart.
0: I didn't know you're, you're a father as well. Yeah. So purpose outside of yourself, the inexplicability of love that is, that, that intertwines the child and the father. And Elena is the mother role for the child.
1: Yes but they have two mothers, the the biological mother, what is that mother and the the stepmother, that is Elena. What is the stepmother? But they they have only met, as a stepmother, Elena, they have not met me with another woman. So for them, Elena is the reference besides the mother. Of course, mother is the first reference. Elena is the second reference. They are quite grown now. They are 27 and 24, so...
0: Mm. Near the my age guys. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, very
1: guys. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Anyone who sees Fernando thinks he's 38.
1: So you can <laughs> take a guess at where he actually is. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the kindergarten, we 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 have nothing to do and we play doctors. Yeah, beautiful. So, where I, where I, where I see a
0: lot of men wake up for the first time to uh, some of the love that you spoke. If it has never been invited in through the arms of a partner to the same degree it was and i've delivered close to 100 babies before i started doing primarily emergency as part of our residency and our training and all that and then some emergency deliveries but um you you, as the baby's coming out and the the woman is pushing the father some fathers turn away some fathers to be (laughs) will be right there and then the moment the child comes through you see something shift in their eyes and you witness them making contact with purpose outside of themselves for the first time and it's it solidifies their purpose to a certain degree because our, our genes don't give a single fuck about our stories they just want to procreate and purposefulness ends up being the nurturance and energy that you provide to what your purpose is to create the environment and minimize the sufferance and optimize your experience and i hope because one of the systematic pathologies i feel that's pervasive is very little practices that invite the moment of presence in intentionally in the same way that a child coming to the world just invites you in so far away from everything you're thinking of. And you're right in that moment. Of course, moments later, a father may feel, and they've shared with me this guilt or shame that they feel of not being worthy enough to be the child. And I'll soften them back in. But there's this, this element of presence that's invited in, especially when you have purpose outside of yourself for a depth of love that of course is deeply inexplicable that you sound, that you stepped into when you stepped out of the mind, you remembered that depth of connection and that depth of love. Do you remember when your child came
1: to the world? Yeah. Well, both, I, I was presenting both deliveries.
0: And do you remember the feeling? No. Can you feel back into the feeling?
1: I remember both of them very kids but to be I was traveling a lot during my life and I miss a lot of my kids a lot and they miss me a lot but life sometimes takes us where uh, where they take us and now I have a a relationship with them that Allows us a better connection. When they, they are kids, I just was playful with them. Uh, I don't know, playful is playful. I was the only father at the kindergarten. The rest were mamas. Uh, Why is that? Because, because I was playing with them. I, I was. I, I was being a kid, a, a big kid. Uh, in the garden, there was only mamas with the with the kids, or or babysitters, or stuff like that. Uh, Where were the
0: uh, men? You don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't miss them, honestly, because I just was focusing playing with my kids. But what I wanted to say with saying that I think is mm-hmm. more important, and I'm going to jump your your question, is that do I apply this connection with them now? Are you not wondering if the same connection that I have with you, honest, play and truthful is the same that I apply with them now? Are you not wondering that?
0: I'm deeply curious about it. That was somewhere that I wanted to weave too. <laughs> well you took a long to try
1: to, to, to try there. Sometimes we have a preconception of someone and preconception stands in front of us that means of course every every person is different both if i have two kids one if like is the Looking to the north and the Oregon, looking to the south. uh, What I mean to say is that they are by themselves deeply different. But they are not brave enough sometimes to connect. And sometimes I'm not brave enough to tell them I'm just here. Try it. And I miss this connection sometimes when I see why well, we're just talking. We're just trying to talk, but we are not talking. But it is something that I hope this will happen with the time. Are you, do you were ready to connect with everyone at every moment in your past years? Are you asking me? Yeah. I,
0: I feel that I've redeveloped a sense of curiosity in moments that when I feel a resistance to want to connect to someone, I'll ask myself almost uh, like spontaneously, but every time, why is that? And what's in the way? It's always what's in the way. Anything I want to reach for, it's what's in the way that I get curious about. And so for that yourself. Is, that is so... Are you asking me to fill the sentence again?
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) of course. I mean, it's obvious that I'm asking you to fill the sentence. Well,
0: I'm thinking, I'm not thinking to a particular example, but every human being has the opportunity to reconsider anything that once enveloped them in timeless feelings of depth and connection and love. If they are yearning to make contact with that again, connect with it, Deepen the love. It's usually exploring the question of what's in the way, and having curiosity, wonder, You're and just openness to now. it is essential. You're just talking now. Do you see how he calls me out on that? <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking. You're <laughs> you know what, though. Now. You know, but I feel I feel a tightness in my heart as I, as, in my chest, as I share that because it's so important to me. That, it is that this has been in the way of many of the most important connections that could have been alleviated, and as I speak. I see the father who's holding the hand of his wife, who's just about to pass. And suddenly the floodgates of wanting to share all the things that he wanted to, his expression of gratitude opens back up, but he didn't have the opportunity. Or there was some consideration or precondition that or judgment or guilt or shame that got in the way of it. But in that moment, he connected with her and he felt her hand and or her child felt her hand. And he came back alive and then there's just this fluidity of what he wanted to express through and the feelings come through like a
1: floodgate now you're fucking talking <laughs> i can't see my kids for example with that feeling to something but i cannot Make it easier for them. They have to break themselves, these liars. and because they have their own education, they, they have, we've been away for years, and this example can't be extrapolated to many people. Like we have our ears in forms of prejudices that does not leave us, that does allow us to see the person behind the. This front side, and you being in a intensive care. Apart from the times you have to be like a robot to save lives, you will find very raw situations where the people opens, because <coughs> you collapse and you have to open. And it does not mean that you are nice. I mean, not be you. The situation cannot be nice. The person cannot be nice. Maybe they are brutally violent, but they are truthful. To be truthful is not the time to be, ah, ha ah, blah, 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 blah. No. It means that you, 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 you're just talking with your heart. What I feel is important is that we miss points of persons because they are in that moment not with you not with themselves and uh, currently social uh, Instagram Whatsapps Twitter I don't have it. They don't give us a space for connection. Do you think they give us a space for connection?
0: I think they give us avenues for opportunity to connect and they have the, but that's it. Their, their role is not to provide the depth of connection. That's our responsibility what they do provide is the avenue for a human being to maintain their depth of connection yes there's the plethora of all the other complicated things there but the avenues for it is there the responsibility for us to own it in depth of connection is on us
1: definitely yes the responsibility of connection is on us but I feel from you very generous to say that their social network gives us an avenue. Social, you tell, like an avenue, like a, give us an avenue, like a big way for a con, space of connection. I just think that give us the opportunity to show something about us that 99% is not true because it's only what we want to show, not only how we are, how we are. In other social networks, give us a space to say what we wouldn't never ever say in person. So it does not give us the, the avenue for connection, give us the opportunity to disgregate for the true connection with the other one, like you are doing now. You are giving a you are given the avenue for connection now. And so are you. You are offering this. <laughs> Thank you, uh, and I really hope your example is followed. Well, I, I never hear a, postca- a podcast before i never participated in a podcast before,
0: because- So why'd you say yes to this time? This is no different. I'm just a guy you know that you met.
1: <laughs> it is different because you are, because I, I hear the two previous ones and in the first one I call you, I, I call you immediately and I say, wow, 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 wow. Oh. You really are giving the space to the other person to liar and to invite all the listeners how to connect, how to liar, to find their own way, because everyone has their own way to liar, and everyone has the responsibility to find them by themselves. You don't interrupt. You don't sell anything. You don't try to be the most important person in the dialogue. You are just inviting softly, calmly, and guiding the whole podcast to a beautiful outcome. Love you. Thank you. I love you as well, too, man.
0: (laughs) Thank you as well. Well, so if we are to... (laughs) I let that digest (laughs) um you know when i when i hear your frustrations about what you experience on social media i share that with you and i have my frustrations with it as well too but when i'm in that place of frustration i'm not actionable or inviting any avenues for other possibilities and so this podcast is one of many of my steps that I do take when I'm there to be pattern interrupts, where we can reorient people to reconsider places that have greater depth of presence, greater opportunities for immersion, and, and them to be taking ownership, responsibility and accountability for their lives. Because I'll still stand, I think, lovingly that if even if I want to feel, and I can't feel, and then I'm, and I'm having challenges feeling and then I have an avenue that brings me to social media. And there are people who are talking about feeling. Maybe I don't feel any better. Maybe I don't feel anymore. Maybe even I feel worse. But the avenue is there for me to have a new point of reference. And I can choose to either engage with something that is deeply engaging and immersive. That invites me when I turn this device off to connect with those qualities in my life. And then there are moments and the majority of the apps that we usually engage with hijack you into places that further you away from the connection that you intention that you initially seeked and and hoped for and so i feel that conversations like this and the 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 awareness that the perception that i want to have when i'm engaging with any of these has quality integrity and authenticity as a foundation is what will invite Greater invitations to others for them to do the same as well, too. Because right now, the invitation and the foundations is get the likes and get the attention in whatever way possible. And that's often at the expense, no different than a prostitute does, because we will sell ourselves from our integrity and our truths. And if you've never got to know your truth, you're going to know how to do a dance around it. But at some point, Fernando's going to show up, or some other Fernando's going to show up, and he's going to be asking for your truth. And they're gonna be doing so lovingly with kindness, silencing the vocal part, much like he does with me and inviting the heart back in. And now does your heart step through the door? Does your heart hesitate? That's understandable. But if you have that presence of the environment of the human being or the humans that you're with that invite your heart in, there's the greater likelihood for that to, to proceed.
1: I cannot add anything better to, to that. And I would not. Well, I, I would, so I would love to hear,
0: you know, cause one of the things I, I appreciate that. And I, I would love to hear you adding when you do feel, even if you don't feel that's the case, <laughs> um, Fernando has, so this is, uh, I don't, I, I would love to know. maybe first a couple of things is why you think it's different why you feel that you experience it differently and i'll ask you th- it this way fernando how i witness you permissive to the intimacy of life and the experiences that you seek to have you have a such an openness that i'm not familiar with and i feel that many people if they were to speak with you would find that you have a unique openness to a connection in life and i you and i went to a, a unique place at Burning Man together four years ago, where there was the, the opportunity for depth of connection that was shared in a way that I hadn't before. And there were other people that were there. And I don't know if it's in your circles, it's so common. So, or, or maybe it isn't, but with my circles of human beings that I uh, engage with regularly, there's a relative hesitance to be so open and fluid with uh, your intimacy to life and your connection with one another how did you come upon this how do you and your partner if you're comfortable with it find yourself engaging with this in a healthy safe way that also honors one another including yourself and um, how can others invite that in as well too
1: That is a very personal journey that I I am not sure I I can give the best advice for everyone because that is a personal journey and everyone has to discover by themselves that's the first. But if I dare to to explain my experience and it serves to someone, I will do it. Uh, Sexuality for us is being conceived as a taboo because when we talk about this, we feel shame. And we feel shame in a way that represses other people to talk about them because if I cannot talk about them, you can also don't talk about them. And when I discover that being with a person that I can talk and I, with can practice sexuality in a level that is just a game that is just play, it's just play. And love is in another much higher level, <laughs> not even, it's like it, it's like you compare playing chess or with all respect whether you're playing a game you sorry for the chess playing a game when when being in a in an intensive care room uh, you can be playful but love is there like in intensive care playing playing play with the dice is Below. That's what happened with sex and love. And, and when you happen to meet a your partner that shared this feeling with you, and you feel that you can be yourself and connect with people, then you don't mind if there's a woman, if there's a man, if there's transsex, if there's transgender, if there is gay, or, or there is whatever, because you see the person. And then the sex is fine, just game. Let's play. And let's have fun. And let's connect the energies. I thought I have it on Do Not Disturb. (laughs) I thought it was my wife calling you. (laughs) What are you doing tonight? (laughs) No? (laughs) 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 She'd have to,
0: I think we would have to have a conversation with my fiance first. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. We can have a conversation together. What? (laughs) Yeah. What really matters in everything of this is that I don't see persons. When I'm playing sex, I don't see the persons other than play or, or a human being that I really don't, don't mind if it's a woman or a man or, or transsexual. And and as I share that with, with my, with my, my love, then uh, we live a life that, for us, is uh, very simple in the terms. And also, to be honest, we have to fuck it up. We have to make mistakes, unintentional mistakes, and say, baby, uh, I just fuck it up. I'm just sorry. And I just, and she said, oh, baby, I'm just sorry. And it is true love inside and you see that you are just talking for your hair and you didn't do it the purpose, or she doesn't do it the purpose, and there is no intentionality, then it's just okay. And if you see your wife or your husband, it does not matter if it's your man or woman, and you truly think about her or him or him as your best friend. And you want the best for your best friend. And you want your best friend to enjoy as much as possible the life with you. There is no much room for doubts. When you've won the best for her uh, or for him, that's not matter. I don't care if it's a man, a woman, a transsexual, I I really don't matter. And and you really see them and see him or see her and say, maybe if that's what you like it, it's fair enough. And if you don't like it, you say, baby, phew, I know you may like that, but phew, I don't feel comfortable. And if she likes you or loves you, will say, well, then it, that's fine. No worries. So it's a point of truth, of really talking truth. And sometimes say, that's truthful. Oh, that's a shit, and I'm full of shit. Disclaimer number one, remember? <laughs> Everyone, we are full of shit. So we make mistakes, we, 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 we contradict, we are incoherent, we say A and then we act B. But if we try to talk truthfully, we can apply this to the sexual field, to our work. To a certain extent, but to work, and to our daily life.
0: What do you think stands in the way for many others to engage with sexuality and love in the same way? Greedy.
1: Uh, we are too ego, egoistic, ego. When I want my pleasure. When I want me, 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 and then I just use the other person like exchange. When you're talking about us, when you talk about we, when you're in a group and everyone share the same vibe and you see respect in everyone, then you feel safe to be yourself. And this is one many people gives the next step because you feel safe. If there is a place where you don't feel safe because you feel egoism, greediness, uh, brains, minds and no all hurts. You don't see the openness. You don't see the respect then you don't feel safe then, then you don't do it.
0: Have you ever been in the presence? And I'm sure I, I'm guessing that you have that a partner has been there for the first time, male, female, any partner, women, female, female, or male, male, where they have some hesitance and then they step into a place of utter respect. Mm-hmm. Have you seen their energy shift when they say, wow, I've never experienced this before, but I'm in trust now. And they have a beautiful experience? Yeah. yeah. What does that look like?
1: In, uh, allow me to be general. W- while I really like to be specific, being general is pff, farting. But please allow me to be general. When someone discover the price of the freedom to be ourselves and to express ourselves, that's no matter if it's the music, if it's the sex, if it's the art, if it is whatever, you feel an expansion. And you are, if, if you pay attention to this moment, you see how they expand, That's beauty. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Have people come to you in the past with these curiosities or questions, seeing that you and your partner can potentially be in support of them as they become curious of it.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Well, just we can help. If we can help, we help. I know that you were that for me. I know that (laughs) you were the first, uh, it was, it was, it was having me confront everything. I thought I knew about permission, especially in that realm. And I didn't know that, uh, um, I actually had a lot of hesitance. Maybe I wasn't there with the right partner for the first experience. I would have loved to have been there with my fiance now. Um, but there, I think that that was one element of it that I didn't feel if you were to ask me, why did I not sink into it? Maybe I didn't feel respect in a particular way that I felt I should have. And uh, maybe that was one of the qualities that got in the way because I, that, that for me, it felt very, it rang very true. when you said everyone in respect invites the opportunity for trust and expansion.
1: it's a, it's, it's quite a gift yes yes you said it perfectly the point of being free is understand it's not sometimes it's not about you it's about the other person because if you are thinking in yourself that's not true freedom is again ego that wants to attach that wants to, to attain the aim of the objective of the purpose, or if I have in my mind, I came here to fuck. Or if I have in my mind, I, I, I come here to, 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 to do a free or a, 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 a whatever. Uh, you are missing the true point. The true point is I come here to see my best friend or to enjoy with my best friend this beautiful experience. Then everything probably will happen, or not. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. It, it's just okay. No, and the, no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, and also for men, for us, it's so difficult to understand women fluctuations. It's really difficult. I, I'm struggling. I what mean, do you mean? <laughs> they fluctuate? No, I'm joking. Of course. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know you're kidding. I know you're kidding. But you're fucking serious. Uh, uh, the, apart from the fact that they feel fragile in a way that we are not physiologically prepared for, Otherwise, you train for this. I mean, we can train to be more sensitive. We can train to be more flexible. We can train to be more, listen better. We we, we can train. We can practice every day. Man, man, we can practice to be more sensitive. Man, we can practice to listen better. Yeah, we can do it. But even though... uh, sometimes we are full of shit again and fuck it up again. And it's okay. Next time we will do it better.
0: You know, there's a passage from, uh, one of my favorite books by Anthony DeMello called the way to love and the passage in particular is called nowhere to go and how it finishes is it says, The true lover seeks the liberation of his lover, which includes the liberation of the beloved from the lover, which is a beautiful Testament on the invitation that we can have as partners to the freedom of the partner in the presence of other, where they don't have to dance our dance. They come to dance with us.
1: And if you love dancing, if you love dancing, you love dancing You don't love to dance yourself alone. No, you like dancing, you love dancing. You love the music, you love the art. If you like only to play the violin, we will you will never be a great violinist. You will be a talent with the violin, you're sure you'll be pff, farting again. You you see people that play virtuously the violin so speed pa, 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 pa. But they don't move you at all because they, they just play by themselves. That's this pure masturbation. If they like music, they look at all the musicians and they, I, I, they listen to all the musicians they say, oh, fuck. Uh, they look at other art and they say, wow, fuck. And if you like dancing, you see how the dance happens and you say, oh, fuck.
0: And there's something to be said about when you're witnessing your partner in their dance of life. And you, I think it takes a great deal of ownership to recognize where you may be in the way of them dancing with fluidity and flow to their life experience. Because we have this inherent partner dynamic that exists in much of society that creates a dependency that ends up initially falling in love with the dance that you witness, but then slowing it down and then turning down the song and then potentially <laughs> changing the song completely and then, and then sen- selling the sound system. And then say, why don't you dance? Why aren't you dancing? But well, you took away the dance floor. The sound system has changed and the, the orchestra has disappeared for quite some time. How can people invite that back?
1: Oh, Wow. I wish I have this this answer. I wish I have this answer. Feeling I feel the answer. I trust I, ah. Fernando,
0: I trust you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you cross different barriers and you first slow down the music, then you change the song, then you switch off the speakers and then you sell the the stereo, there's no solution. There's no solution now. You have had a lot of opportunities before to notice that you are extinguishing the dancing. And if you didn't notice it there and you have sold the, the, the stereo, it's very pretentious from your side to believe everything's going to sound the same. It's not going to sound the same.
0: I think we're all, in some ways, and I'm speaking for myself first, uh, responsible for having done that, especially in moments of unawareness. But to the degree that you become aware, there are... I hope, is opportunities to first salvage, own, and then find the means to either invite that back because some people don't have the luxury of stepping away and saying, you know what, my bad. Sorry, your song is forgotten. I don't know where the sound system is. I don't know who I sold it to. (laughs) But I do feel that the greatest gift is someone who really sees that partner, recognizes what elements of dependency they ask of the other and then say wow I actually turned your song down because my own song which maybe I didn't have any awareness of felt like it was being overpowered or extinguished so I had to turn your song down in order to hear my own and maybe I wanted you to dance mine as well too how arrogant was I to impose that rather than asking and maybe maybe that's the one of the elements there that a human being can first step through for their first opportunity for truth that they offer to their partner because i feel a lot of relationships find beautiful individuals who they feel intimately drawn to but enable some aspects of coping that they allow that that is allowed to perpetuate the love is there in i hope many cases but there are layers in the way firstly that impedes the other to be dancing their own dance that they wish to seek. And I feel that that's a societal thing. I don't know if that's the case in Spain. (laughs) I don't know, is
1: is it? It is. you You are talking about the human relationships, specifically. Yeah. That's what happened in a human relation, specifically, particularly. It's not about me, it's not about you, it's about the other person, it's about the other persons. Uh, and, and, and I, I, and I stay back to the first phrase of the whole podcast, we are full of shit. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> uh, I make mistakes and learn from the mistakes, you want to learn of course, but sometimes you encounter other person that you get in love and you both get in love and when the time so goes on you both discover they were not the person you got in love with because you made an image of that, and she made an image of you. But as you were lying to each other, sometimes unconsciously, sometimes unconsciously, but you're lying to each other about how you are, what you feel, what you want, what you desire, or you or, or you don't say it because you are afraid, or how, how is she going to react, and then. You both are putting stones on the relationship that sometimes make a, a, a huge mountain that then is not able to, to climb. And I, that was my experience as well. And this is the experience that I see in some of my friends, my family, that sometimes they, they just prefer to keep lying to themselves and to the other person because many other reasons like we're comfortable, uh, what I gonna do if I if I believe that person and I'm just okay like this. I don't need anything changes, but they are lying to themselves and, and then they wonder when they break, they wonder how it happened. We have been building stone by stone, the big mountain. And then uh, pff, what is left?
0: So often we'll, is, we'll it's a pity. Yeah. Well, conversations like this are the, are one of many that I hope strive to invite the curiosity that allows people back into their own kingdom. We all know our shells very well. We know the direction to get back to the walls that protect us. But there's a kingdom within that often the partner that is in front of you, if you've chosen them, there's probably a part of you that knows that with a a radical form of intentional permission, has you softened back into yourself gracefully, maybe very violently, actually through back to the heart. And then that person that you meet in front of you can invite that in sometimes just by looking into their eyes and just standing there and being witnessed no words melting into their eye contact as they witness you and i think for many men that may be one of the most terrifying places to be with their partners to be witnessed by their partner in all of their fragilities their concerns their shame that they have from themselves that they hide so beautifully from the world but they don't need to no man needs to if we lived in a world that was permissive for our truths and for our vulnerabilities to be brought forth what a different world what a different experience man would have it would not just be an orgasm of the cock it would be an orgasm
1: of the all yeah oh 500% i, I can just said it beautifully uh, What I could say, you say beautifully. Uh, I just feel that it's not just a question of the men, as a gender versus sex, to feel vulnerable. It's true. What you say is hundred percent true. Also, woman by the society has been taught several things that they need to break Uh, patterns that they need to break to be free as well. Even for them, it's even more difficult than for us because they have been told, they have to be sexy, they have to, but <laughs> the social media, the, the family, the for them is even complex, com- more complex, the most complex. So it would help if, if I told you I have kids, they are grown. I would love to I, I try to teach them, look, open your heart. If you are hurt, it doesn't no matter. You will sort it out and but but you cannot afford to lose your vulnerability because you are losing a beautiful thing. but I'm just a person, I'm just a father. They may say, "This bold, crazy guy, pff, who cares?" Because the society around is telling them, No, you have to be straight, no, you have to be strong, no, you have to talk, no, you don't have to connect because if you connect at the first at the first sight, you look awkward. If, if, no, you have to talk like this, you have to you have to talk like that, you have to talk with your mind, you have to drive. So it's not only us, it's what's rounded us as well
0: with Nico was uh uh, arriving at a point where you know I I may be pushing an invitation but that's not the 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 intention or the what's expected but I feel that every human being has an invitation that they bring forth through their embodiment and maybe many of them aren't even aware of it they haven't thought of it or put it to words but we invite something when we're in the presence of others but there's also invitations that we have for the world. If we were to consider it to be another way. And I think that where you have highlighted twice now, the, the depth of invitation that you've had for your children and, and how your, your foundations were in play in a society and world that first doesn't encourage play to the same degree as I feel you embody many days of the week, or like at least have available to you and what you would seek to have for your children. What what do, would you think or what do you feel are invitations because differentiating thinking versus feeling what do you feel are particular invitations that society can consider and maybe the individual can consider first for themselves
1: Don't be afraid to connect don't be afraid to wait, observe, and listen. Don't be afraid of not being right. Don't be afraid of not saying the last word. Don't be afraid of just be there without showing up. Just take a time to see the person. Just take a time to see the person. Uh, The human behind. And you you you, you will surprise yourself by the practice because that's not something that you are so talented that appears by By magic, no, you have to do it. You you have to train yourself. I train myself not to say the last word. I train myself not to not to raise the the hand. Me, 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 me. I, I train myself. Train yourself to wait. To observe. To see the other person. And seeing he's listening, or he's just waiting his turn to say what he has in mind. I'm just listening, or I'm just waiting with my brilliant argument in my mind to launch it right after he stops. I'm just being polite, or, I, or what the other person says really affects me. I don't mean affects me like cry or oh, maybe yes, just change what I'm thinking because I don't know what he's or she's going to say, then it changed what I'm thinking because I'm truly listening to what he says and this unfortunately cannot be applied all the times because we have a job, because we have to save life because sometimes we need the autopilot to survive. We need our survival mind and our connecting mind to work. Sometimes that's not appropriate. Not because appropriate of polite way. It's not that sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. And sometimes you can enjoy truly seeing the other person and listening and saying, wow, or telling you, just, just so beautiful, or uh, I like your smile, babe. Or you have a, uh, I like your shirt. Or you have a beautiful beard. Or your hair is, is yellow. You didn't have, uh, it's orange hair. Last time I saw you, it fits you. And, and if you do this every day, and if you Come home and see your wife every day. And you see your wife and say, baby, you look great tonight. Or you, every morning, you see the smile and you say, wow, what a beautiful smile you have. Mm-hmm. Instead of coming and telling her, "Ah, oh, you know, my job is shit, my blah, 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 blah. Just wait a fucking second. Can't you just shut up?
0: I appreciate that invitation for pause and slowing down and waiting, being open and listening I don't feel it's as common in our culture or society as it can be But there are human beings that you come in contact with who remind you that it exists, remind you that you can invite that into your life as well too. And they also remind you of what the stakes are and what can be invited in by making contact with that in a regular basis. And it's cultivated, not necessarily a skill that it may be inherent for you, but what that invites in is depth, is immersion, is presence. And the individual in front of you feels that, and you feel them as they feel you. What a return. You said it, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you as well, Fernando, for taking the time and thank you for what you embody. And what you will continue to be as a vessel of reminder for me as well.
1: <laughs> I take that in. Thank you very much. I take that in. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise.
0: And I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm thinking and I'm communicating and a part of me is like, want to hold this guy's hand. You no, know, it's, it's probably warmer than mine for starters, but also he's got so much life that emanates through him. And, um, I'd love for you to, and I'm grateful that you keep me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, brother. I love you. And Padre es también. Thank you. Sí. Y espero que podemos conectar en persona uh, en un tiempo próxima ahora.
1: <laughs> you are so fucking great. Fucking great and uh, what you are doing what i i'm repeating it because i said it before allowing this space for connection and dialogue to happen has a lot of merit and is brave encouraging people to talk about ways to be more authentic Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you as well, brother.
1: I love you. Me too. I love you too.
0: A lot. (laughs) I want to thank my guests for taking the time to share their insights and wisdom. Please consider connecting with them and their information will be in the show notes. Consider leaving a review and rating the podcast. I'm not going to tell you what to rate. You do as you feel. And please, before this podcast ends and you go on to the next thing, Take three to five minutes in silence to allow some of the information that you heard to be contemplated, digested, and integrated. To the degree that every experience has a moment to actually have it be processed, it has a greater chance for it to be instilled into your life. I wish the rest of your day and week is beautiful. Take care, remain curious, and don't forget to play.